Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host, Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist, Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Hey, this is Loveline with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris. What's up? Hey, you. What's going on, man? Uh, guess what? What? Today's your birthday. It really is. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm <laughs> fucking old. Your place is covered in flowers and gifts. Yeah, it's cute. And you know what? I just, I just got a gift from like... A person that has a very similar name to like other friends that I have. I, I know like eight of these yeah. names and they didn't put a last name. So I don't know who to text or it's call. It's like, love Jim. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, thanks, thanks Jim. Thanks Whichever Jim. One. Yeah. I'll just do it. I'll put them all in so a So just give text. a universal blanket thank you. Yeah. Right. To everybody. <laughs> um, we have Margaret Cho today. Hi. Hi. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're so beautiful. You're beautiful. You're getting better as we, you know, it's, it's, it's not old. It's just perfect. No, I'm actually really enjoying my thirties. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I like, I'm a grown ass woman, right? Like, you know? And I don't feel like, um, I just feel like I got my shit together. Yeah. It yeah. feels nice. It's good. It's like, we're getting better as we get older and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. You yeah. know, it's fabulous. You just, you know, yourself, you know, what you, you want know what to you, do. Yeah. You know what you want sexually. You know right. what you want out of a man or a girl or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and, or both. Uh, or, or both. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, it just feels good. Yeah. It I'm feels glad. awesome. Mm-hmm. And you, last time I seen you, you had a buzz cut like me. I did. And, and it, it was out. wonderful. It was so freeing to have that. And then I could like wear wigs anytime I wanted. Yeah. And as fast. I'll probably go back to that at some point. I, I think like for now I'm growing it out into um, a Princess Diana. For <laughs> okay. First, if it was like a Michelle Williams, like after Heath Ledger died, I had the hair like, please respect the privacy <laughs> oh of our family during this difficult time. So I had that haircut God for a minute. Him. Yeah, <laughs> and then it grew into more of like a pixie cut, like Audrey Hepburn. And now it's really like now I'm waiting for it to go, Diana. Wow, yeah, they're, they're all powerful moments in time. Yeah, our hairstyles. Yeah, um, did, so it didn't go through like a weird stage because that's what I'm scared of. I'm scared of the really weird, awkward stage where it's just. Would ew. you grow yours back in? I mean, wow. I listen. I kind of want to just. I I have to get my hair cut like every three four days. Mm. People don't understand that. Like yeah. it grows out so fast, and I'm not a natural blonde, so yeah. I need to like bleach it all the time. And, um, you know, it's a lot of maintenance and I'm, I kind of just want to fucking like, just let it go free, but I feel like it's going to be really weird looking. <laughs> no, I don't think so because at every stage you can work it because you know exactly about aesthetics and lines and how you want it to be. So you can actually shape it and, you know, see like, cause I was going through the, the awkward phase where I would actually get it cut every like two weeks to shape it into something different because mm. when it's short like that it grows really really fast yeah and then it kind of grows like mullet-ish in mm-hmm. the, like you know what I mean it mm-hmm. grows like long in the back and then it's spiky up top yeah you it's know? all different it's it grows in different um like ways so you just have to shape it and then it'll it'll do what you want to and then you'll discover different looks too yeah so it's a nice way of self-discovery and just trying sort of looks on and also it's a good time to try wigs a lot I know you like that that video where you had like wig and everything and it was so exciting to deconstruct all those pieces of femininity oh yeah yeah it was that was a lot of fun I just wigs make my head itch and I know me too and then I'm like, how do girls have hair? I don't, I don't understand how well, they do it. You, you, you're, I was shocked that you said you're growing it back in because it sounds so liberating to have it no is. hair. It I is. Mean, it is beautiful. That's why I can't imagine ever growing mine in. Not that I have more than two options as a guy. Yeah. Style-wise, but yeah. I can't imagine. That's why I'm shocked to hear you grow it in. Oh, man. I'm going to start bit, watching well, to see if it's coming in. Chris, it's been 14 years. I know. It's so iconic. Though. 14 mm-hmm. years I had this haircut and I'm bored out of my mind. 
I'm it is. It's so iconic, though. I was with um, Brandy Glanville last week, and she was like, "How's it working with Amber?" I was like, "It's really cool." And she's like, "Well, you have her haircut." And I was like, right. well, I've had this haircut since I was 12. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it counts now the Amber girl. Rose haircut. Yeah. <laughs> but no. now guys are getting called, you know, the Amber Rose There's haircut. like two drag queens that like, they dress up like me and it's oh, really cute. fucking cool. Oh, I love it. That means you've made it. You've I think so it. too. That's beautiful. When to join with drag Finally. queens. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Margaret, you're on Fashion Police now. Yeah, we want to have you back. Like, full-time. Yeah. I, w- I would actually love that. I, You know what? I, I haven't had a lot of great experiences with Fashion Police. Excuse me, Fashion Police, but when I was there with you last time, yeah. it was a lot of fun. It's fun, and we, you know, we love fashion. That's the thing is that we know what we're talking about when we're talking about clothes. And it's not about making fun of people. You know, it's not mean-spirited. It's like now we're just actually showing the theater of the red carpet to people and how beautiful it is and oh, how fun it is. Again, the theater of the, the red theater carpet of the red carpet because that in itself, it's like being in like Louis the Fourteenth court. You know, this this like French. You know, very, very decadent time where all they did was dress up for each other. And that's really what the red carpet is, is these very, very elegant gowns and designers going to war with each other. Mm. And so we can just comment on it and really have a good time. It's not about making fun of people. I love how you articulate that. Yeah, that was, I, I was with you. I was like falling into this moment with you. But you really reframed it beautifully because, you know, as a psychologist and someone who's really involved in social justice work, I, I, we can't none of us can any longer support something that is violent, mm-hmm. right? And attacking people and mm-hmm. mocking people. And so I love the idea that public figures and media are starting to move away from the idea of finding humor and entertainment through that. Right, mm-hmm. right. And instead talking about what the purpose is, which is what you're wearing, why are you wearing the, the yeah, art? Yeah, the art. And I love that because, um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, there was times where I was on Fashion Police and they're just like, okay, so you have to say one good thing and one bad thing. And I was like, I'm never going to say one bad thing about anybody because mm-hmm. I'm into a person being an individual. So if she has on combat boots and a tutu, I'm going to think that's fucking cool. I think it's cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like, it, it's hard for me. And then, you know, like people would say like nasty, like mean jokes and shit. And I was like, oh, kind of, it was, it was hard for me. Yeah. But it's not, it, it's not about that. You know, now we've shifted over to this kind of really talking about the way that fashion moves people and how that's much awesome. beauty and art there is in these gowns you know right now we're going through this phase where a lot of people are doing florals and a very elegant beautiful um embroidery and all the work that goes into a Mm -hmm. garment like that it's wonderful to appreciate for sure so i think you know you find that when you come on with me now it's really about appreciating all of the beauty and the magic mm-hmm. of the red carpet. And it really is like Cinderella. You just all sold over it to again. me. I'm so going to watch the show yeah, that I've never watched before. It's a fairy before. tale. That's wild. And we're living it. And we get to, you know, see and get to bring, you know, people watching into sort of the, 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 the magic and the like, the glamour and the, the grandeur. So I, I, I invite the you grandeur. to look at it that way. Wow. I love that. You know, it's fun. Wow. And I always love dressing up. You're so cool. I love you. I love you. And you're an iconic beauty. You know, you're one of the great beauties of the 21st century. Aww. So oh, my God. You should know what beauty is. And Thank I'm you. serious. You know that's true. No, you I, know it's true. I get very shy. I will say that. Well, I remember what you said on on your VH1 show. You were wearing, I don't remember what you were wearing, but you were wearing something amazing and wild. And you said, like, I I, I seek to be on the worst dress list. Yeah. Because then I know I'm doing something right. I love being on the worst dress. I'm always on the worst dress. Yeah, me too. That's my pleasure. Yeah. Because I take risks. Yeah, me too. I mean, you have the risk with the hair, you know, (laughs) with the strong look. You know, you're very voluptuous and curvy and womanly, and you want to show off those curves. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a risk in the way that we look at women's bodies now in, in terms of fashion. You know, people are so, like, weird about in fashion. Like, you you have this anorexia going down the runway, and it's really a bad thing to show young girls. You want to have, like, a beautiful woman with, like... A body, yeah, which I I have, which you have. We want that. I want to push that onto like young girls and make them feel beautiful too. 
Mm-hmm. It's important. Nor- yeah. Normal. Yeah. It's, it's more important than I think anyone even realizes. You know, in my office, people come in with a lot of body issues, men and women. And my field has always placed the issue inside the person as though they have some intra-psychic thing to work out. And it's not. It's a fucking cultural problem. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. is impacted by the cultural norms and values they're seeing. And people like you and people like you have such a powerful platform. And so I love seeing you guys being willing to use that to be like anti-oppressive and liberatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's why like... You're like, setting the standards. Yeah, at, at Slutwalk, I mean, we had all different... Uh, types of people there from mm-hmm. all walks of life and we just celebrated everyone mm-hmm. and it really was just like a day of like no judgment and en- embracing it. you know you know the heavier people and the, the little skinny girls that yeah. are just like god i cannot gain weight for shit i want a body like that and it's uh, you know i'm i'm eating and it's not going anywhere yeah. it's they have their own um their their own issues even the, the skinniest girls in mm-hmm. in the world so um <laughs> Sorry, I'm still sick. I'm like still trying to get over this cold. <laughs> I was like sleeping when you guys just got here. I was like literally I took NyQuil earlier and I was still sleeping. But um my favorite though from Slutwalk that was the uh <laughs> outfit from before like you were promoting Slutwalk mm-hmm. and it was you and it was like almost like a Steven Sprouse with all the words. You know, that was painted Oh, yeah, painted it said, on. like, gold digger slut Yeah, whore. that was gorgeous. Thank you. I love that outfit. That was, um, it was just a regular girl from Philly. She mm-hmm. was, like, just a little up-and-coming designer. I love that. Uh, from, from my hometown, and she just painted something up for me. And it was incre- in incredible. It was beautiful. Thank you. And also made such a strong statement on the Yeah, we really wanted to go to the VMAs wearing all the derogatory labels. Yeah. You know? I love it. And just be like, fuck you. That's my favorite. That's my favorite look. Thank you. And it was really beautiful too. You know, it really was Steven Sprouse. You know, Steven Sprouse had those clothes. It was, yeah. Absolutely. In the 80s, he he designed, um, the most famous outfit he did was Debbie Harry and um, the uh, Heart of Glass video. So she has the one shoulder gown. That's a Steven Sprouse. That's where he got his start. And what did he do with sneakers? He did something with sneakers. A lot of painting on the sneakers, kind of almost like a Keith Haring. Yes. Like it was very like uh, very raw, almost guerrilla art, kind of like graffiti art in a way, influenced by that. But just so fabulous. So that I love that dress. Now that was yeah, that long dress. Did she have the pants? She had the pantsuit, or you had the you had like the long kind of dress. I had the pantsuit. You had the pantsuit. The the jumpsuit, and China had the dress. Yeah. It was then both of you together. And then was my so two striking. assistants had faggot written yes. all over really? them. I didn't see that. Yeah. I love that. It was they. Oh. So we were in color and they were in black and they had uh, wrote faggot in white all over them. Yeah. Because they constantly get called that and they're like, you know what? There's people out here killing themselves and yeah. dying right now over this extreme form of bullying. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna embrace the words. Yeah, I love and it. And just, you know, and just go to the VMAs and just have like, <laughs> yeah. So these kinds of fashion moments really become historic, you know, especially yeah. in the way that we have social media now and everything's, you know, um, archived. So you'll see those outfits someday in, um, you know, the V&A Museum in London, you know, where they have all the garments of people like, from Marie Antoinette and on, you know, the, the tw- 1920s flappers and all of the, you When know. does your fashion book come out? Like, I'm I watching your right. interest like, where? and your knowledge of fashion history. We can talk about profound. fashion history and talk about, like, how we really are similar to, we have to capture these moments in history because it is historic. So those garments will be very historic. And, you'll see and that. that's the thing, though. People downplay fashion as though it's just some materialistic, useless, um thing but it's such a vehicle for politics and, and change. social change and mm-hmm. yeah. it normalizes diversity like your body's a billboard and, yeah. and you do that constantly so great constantly so for sure we need you on fashion please that's all I'm saying <laughs> she'll be there it sounds <laughs> come like. on girl and Margaret you're going on tour yeah I'm touring I'm, uh, I'm all over the place I have a show it's called Psycho and it's all about different uh, issues about anger uh, and po- empowerment um, through anger um, so that's happening all over. I'm always on tour. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly does it consist of for people that are listening? They want to come and check you out. I like to do comedy. I like to do, uh, you know, comedy is about rage. Like I think, um, uh, one, uh, sort of talking about the show, um, right now, uh, it's sort of evolved into, you know, don't grab women voters by the pussy. Uh, right. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Shocking that you it know? needs to be said. Maybe just don't grab women. <laughs> just, what do you, 
Like it's just and has a pussy grab ever worked? I don't think so. No, it's, it's a, <laughs> no, it's not a, not for me. It's not appealing. I wasn't like, well, I am madly in love with you right now. I'm just ready to go. <gasps> I, mean, I don't know you, but I'm ready to go. Like, I'm just so into you. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know. It's well, like, I, I saw. I saw. I was telling you, I saw that show, and I mean, you also got into body politics too. Oh yeah. You got thrown out of a spa. Oh, because I because had tattoos. And then and a big and a big bush, which and a, a big peri bush, but that that doesn't <laughs> that's really fucking hot. Anything. I'm growing a bush. I yeah. want to grow a bush so bad. It's I'm great. gonna fucking do it. Yeah, and I'm gonna send you a picture. <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna fucking text you a it's picture. So sexy. Give me like three weeks. Yeah, it'll get four maybe. It'll get like you know. For me, I have the awkward growing stage with the bush mm. because it gets itchy. Oh, <laughs> so I shave it up. And then it gets itchy coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so that's, okay, this this conversation just turned totally into a different space. But, um, you know, I was a stripper. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have time to wax, Mm -hmm. right? We can never be right. I never danced nude, but I always used to wear the tiny little thongs that were like Uh this, right, in the front. And um, the secret to not getting razor bumps is to shave every single day. Oh, okay. Every time you get in the shower, you shave, you'll never Whoa, get a bump. That's a okay. long shower process, no. Well, not if you do it every if day. you make it if you make it uh like an everyday thing, you I mean you just run through it, you know, really quick, you just get it done and you don't get any razor bumps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's why you're itching. Oh, because it's uh, uh, the razor. You're letting bumps. it grow in, yeah, and then you're cutting it down, and then you're letting it grow back in again. I've so you either either embrace the bush, <laughs> yeah, or you one or the other. One or the other. Make I probably mind. shaving my asshole. I just hack you, at it, you know, with the razor, <laughs> you know, and go back, and then it's all uneven and messed up. But again, you have to go. You have to make a commitment. Maybe just leave. But leave I literally all shave my ass all the way around uh-huh. every day. So it stays smooth and nice and not yeah. Because you, you never know. Also, you, you never, never know, know. Who's, you, who you're going to meet. This. Yeah, you yeah. never know where you're going to be, who you're going to meet, what you're going to want to do. You might you get that phone ready. call and be, yep. you're just ready to go. <laughs> you know? Okay, I'll shave every day. I just have to get it even first. So I probably need to go in the mirror. Why don't at you some just point. shave it completely off? Okay, and then let it just grow back and be natural. Okay, because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grow a fucking bush. Yeah. Last time I had a bush, I was pregnant with my son. Mm-hmm. I was like eight, nine months pregnant, and I literally couldn't see down there anymore. Like, I would try to go like this in the shower mm-hmm. and, like, you know, look around, but it was, I was just too big, and I had a full-on bush, and it was awesome. I love it. And it felt very sexy. It is sexy. It felt very sexy. Like, I used feminine. to just, like, rub it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's really feminine and wait, wait, beautiful. Wait. What do you mean you used to rub it all of the time? What I just used mean? to, like, just because when you get out of the shower, it's yeah. just so fluffy, and, like, okay. it smells good, yeah. and, like, it's just pretty, and it's, mm-hmm. like, fluffy. Fluffy. The hair down there is different, so you just. I, I'm listening to all this, and I'm you just, just kind of like rub it, but not like in a sexual way. I don't sure, know. It's sure. kind of like a, a carpet. I'm just thankful I have to worry about none of this. But my hair is really coarse. Yeah. So I don't like to rub it. It's like rubbing a bunch of wires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bunch of wires. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Amber's really... using the word fluffy. You're like not so much. No, <laughs> mine is just like so soft and like. I need like to put conditioner it. down there. Well, we'll be talking about Kapari so, in a minute, but they'll help you with that. That's so right. wait, so why do you, why do you not have to worry about this? Because you do you not shave. I don't. That's so fucking hot, Chris. Thank you. That's fucking hot, yo. Thank don't. You. Wait, can we read a text I, really, a tweet really quick that came in? This okay. is cracking me up. All right. So last week, Amber was talking about how she's only dated black guys, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now she's like wanting white guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you said yeah. you said that, and then you said that I had a nice package, and someone tweeted at you and me and said, uh-huh. quoted you, I've never dated white men. I'm attracted to them. Nice package, by the way, Chris Donu. And then she said, why is Chris not getting the hint? Hashtag oh, wake Jesus up, Chris. Christ. And now you're hitting on me because of my bush. And I'm like, right. But no, I was never I was never a shaver. No one ever I didn't ever date anyone that told me I, I should or I needed to. Yeah. So I'm hearing mm-hmm. all this, I'm thinking like, damn. <clears throat> so something about your friends? So yeah, no, so I so I talked to my girlfriends, um, and you know, you have like these conversations with your friends, I'm sure, and mm-hmm. they're just like, Yeah, you know, I like a guy that's like fully like shaved, waxed down there, like really clean and trim. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do they like guys that are fully waxed? Yeah. Where do like, you, where trim- does that happen? I don't know any guys that are doing that. I don't. Nor do me and my male friends sit around talking about. I don't like it bald with guys, but I like it trimmed back. 
Really? Um, I, I like a full on jungle, like, <laughs> like it gets stuck in my teeth. Like, Damn, I, yeah. all right. I like full, like full, I just think it's very mad. Even it's if masculine. it comes over to the leg a little bit, like yeah, that's no, that's hot. sexy. But it's like, as long as it's cut back a little bit for me, it needs to be just a manicure so I can, you know, just get in there. Cause yeah. you know why? Cause it's, if, if you don't cut it back a little, it's dingleberries. It's a hygienic oh. issue for sure. It's yeah, dingleberries. Right. Really? Yeah. You know? Dingleberries are really they're in season. <laughs> what the fuck is a dingleberry? It's it's, it's shit flakes. Stuck in the hair. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So if it's really a lot of hair down there, unless you're in the bath, then it's doesn't you don't see it or notice I've it. I've never experienced that. And you, yeah. usually the guys that I like have sex with are like full on hairy and but it's never like stinky or well, gross. Well they're all I super think they, clean. Yeah. I think super they also clean. are like, I'm about to go fuck Amber Rose. Like I need to wash my balls and shit. <laughs> yeah, they like really they you hit know? it with a blow dryer and they get real clean. So, cause if it's not if they don't hit up with a blow dryer, it gets moldy. Jesus Christ. I can <laughs> I, I have a really sensitive nose. Yeah. I say moldy. See. I want <laughs> I kinda like the musky ball smell. A, like little, a little sweat, a little yeah, chunk like sweat. It, yeah. a, it is nice. musk. That's hot. It's like funky and hot. Sexy yeah. pheromones. Yeah. So that's sexy. Or even like underarms. Like yeah. when a guy's like yes. working out and shit smell yeah. like hot. That. I like a little smell. Too clean can be too clean. Yeah. 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 Too clean. Like, it's I like hate why it. would you? You know, you just got back from the gym. Why are you getting in the shower to piss me off? Because you know, I want all that like <laughs> yeah. saltiness. That's sexy. That's sexy. Yeah, but I don't like it if it's too clean. Like if their dick tastes like soap. I don't like that either. I don't like that. It's like it's like kissing a guy that just brushes his teeth yeah. in the morning, and then it's like, ugh. Yeah, but what's the other option in the morning? Well, I mean, like, I'd rather, t- uh, I don't know. Like, just go for I it. mean, you're still going to do it anyway, but I'm just saying if I could not have that, maybe like after breakfast and like some gum or something, you know? <laughs> or like if you just have a glass of water by the bed, usually that's kind of takes care of whatever morning. So we're in bacterial growth. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I like making love in the morning because there's a kind of purity there to having sex. Like that, that you just wake up with somebody, there's it's so like almost like the girlfriend experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's really nice to me. So I, I would always have like a glass of water by the bed to sort of deal with morning breath. Yeah. 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 There's something more real about morning sex. I agree with you. Yeah. There's something it hits, hits you in your core. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I, it's more I, I appreciate. Yeah. So, so okay. So I we were just saying how like you know um, I I've dated black men my whole life mm-hmm. um, and now I'm like really into white guys. Oh well. Okay. I was always I was always into white guys, but they just never liked me because I feel like I had just too much going on as far as like body and shit. Mm-hmm. Um. But now I'm like starting to date white guys. Yeah. What kind of guys would you date? Like, what kind of guys are you into? Do you have like a like a specific preference or? I have different. I like mostly meet white guys, which is weird. But I like Asian guys and I like black guys and like Latino guys. I don't know. Um, usually uh, I end up just dating white guys because that's sort of what's around me or who's attracted to me. Yeah. But I kind of like, I'm really attracted to everybody, you know, and mm-hmm. women too. But yeah, it's sort too. of, yeah, it's sort of like, I'm kind of like now really committed to being single. Like I just want to be single. Which is huge. And no one talks about that. There's so much single shaming all the time as though yeah. singledom is like awaiting until. It's like there's something wrong with you. Yes. That's right. why you're not single. A, not a position like, you're working towards. I'm fucking working. I don't yeah. have time. I mean, I have like a like a Pinterest board of guys that I kind of want to fuck, and you know, there's a couple girls in there too. <laughs> Mostly, the women that I like are real masculine, so that's rarer to meet. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? So I like a really butch girl, like sort of like, um, you know. How about like Ruby Rose? Is she like not? She's bo- lovely. Okay, but she to me is very feminine, mm. but she's also very boyish too. So I like. Yeah, she's. A I used to date a trans man actually. Mm-hmm. So like, I find that hot as well. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I like. I like trans men. I've dated trans men and trans women too. Mm-hmm. So right now, there's a lot of different people on my board, and you can't really make any sort of sense of like a type. Yeah. So I like all different. And then I like a dirty old man. So. <laughs> like so so, so kind of so hot. So get rid of that fucking man. board. That board then becomes meaningless. Like everything's on it. Like Billy Bob is still so fuckable. Yeah, Billy Bob. Billy Bob Thornton. Mm. He's super hot. Uh, Interesting. 
he's so super hot. hot. Yeah. But yeah, he's like I love old it. country Bama, like yeah. probably a little racist. <laughs> but like in like a fetish kind of like way, I would like it. Probably a you little know? racist. <laughs> it's like whatever. It's super hot. It's so hot. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um so Margaret, you have a new music video as well. I want to kill my rapist. Yeah, that's when I um, shaved my head. And uh, it was me and an army of little girls who were training. And then we go and we uh, we set like a rapist out. We capture him and he, he runs into the into the forest and they all kill him. <laughs> it's super that's fun. That's fucking sick. It's that's so, so cool. I love it's it. It's so fun. <laughs> and that for you, you're saying was a cathartic experience. It was like yeah. a working through. Yeah. I mean, I, I've experienced sexual abuse. And for me to have all these little girls, you know, going. And they were all actually... Um, martial arts experts and one of them who uh is a knife expert she is um a survivor of uh molestation she put her uncle in prison forever she went on the stand when she was six years old oh my god and put him in prison and faced him in court you know it's a big deal so now she's 10 and she uh she's a victim's rights advocate so she meets with other children to have them face their abusers in court and also adults too oh wow and she's she's probably gonna be a stunt woman when she grows up but she's my hero so the video had a lot of meaning and it was so cute because all the little girls were like can i hold him down um excuse me (laughs) they were like all trying to say when when we can i grab him and hold him (laughs) can i grab him by the hair and then the rapist uh who played by rapist is jackson hurst who's one of my best friends and he brought his 11 week old son to be part of the production so oh wow it was the first time they had left the house so it's really powerful for me to have you know somebody i love doing that so just a statement on you know you can be very angry that you were raped that you can be really angry at your abuser that you don't have to be silent about it so that was the theme of the video, and that's kind of the theme of my show too, is that you can talk to speak about out. it. Yeah, speak out on it. And, exactly. And read, let's read. Let's read the quote you made about because I think that's powerful. Because some people, again, I think might react to some of the violence. Well, you know, the violence—it's like not literal violence. It's like you don't have to actually. You know, I think art has a purpose in that you can be cathartic. Like, uh, the, you can experience cathartic by just watching it on screen. That's what movies are for, mm-hmm. and you don't actually have to act on it. But I feel like these meditations on violence can have a, a great effect on your internal healing. You know, you can actually start to heal by cauterizing the, the psychic wound that rape leaves behind. So I think it's a, you know, there there's a, a different way to look at it. Like Lady Gaga had a great way of it, but you know, like sort of bringing all of these survivors to the Oscars and with that song, if, if, you know, it happens to you, that kind of idea. But my thing is like, just fucking kill them. Symbolically. Symbolically. Not actually, don't. But no, you make a beautiful point, which is, you know, a lot of what's carried forward from early violence and abuse is helplessness and -hmm. hopelessness. Yeah. And that people have to find symbolic ways to kind of find strength and find strength. And counter your internal feelings of grief and loss of your control of your own body, you know, body autonomy. Like, um, that's what I preach now is treat your body like it's a nation. And if your borders are crossed, there will be consequences. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't come in here with a, without a passport. <laughs> yeah. Like See, that. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You want to you read it, Chris? Sure. Oh, yeah. So the statement you made, I think this is really powerful. Uh, I do not condone violence, but cathartic rage has its place in art. I believe if you've been sexually abused, you must murder your rapist in your mind. Abuse leads to self-abuse, drug addiction, depression, eating disorder, suicide. I want to kill it before it kills me. I'm grateful to all the incredible artists who went into the creation of the song and video, especially the young people who lent their fierce fighting talents. I can see already that kids are building a better world than the one we are currently in. Yeah, that's true. Wow, that's awesome. Kids are great. You know, kids are the future and they are really doing a better job than we are. They're going to take over. Yeah, and the one thing I always try to point out to people is that we used to think that family and school were like the big educators and socializers but it's social media yeah and yeah so I now it is that. for yeah. sure yeah, yeah. Follow, sure. follow things that empower you yeah. follow things that make you feel good that about make you feel body, good about your yourself and your identity and so anyway I applaud you for being part thank of it thank you and doing it in such like a them. funny way I was telling thank her I was you. watching her show Psycho last night mm-hmm. and I was trying to like just relax and I couldn't because I kept laughing and I kept yeah. trying to like look up and see her face but I wanted to tell you this funny story so um I was a big fan of yours back during the days of your first sitcom. 
Uh-huh. 20 years ago, you yeah. said. So many, many years went by. It's been two decades. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> two years ago, out of the blue randomly for Christmas, my mom gave me the CD box set of American Girl. Oh, I love it. That's so, How so cute. random and amazing that she remembered my I interest love that. in you. That's beautiful. So I put it on. <laughs> it was hilarious to see who you were back then. I know. I was a little yeah, scrawny thing. Yeah, really wild. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but uh, awesome. she remembered. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, everyone, remember to subscribe, lovelinewitharamberrose.com, and recommend it to your friends, you guys. Make sure you call us, me and Dr. Chris, at 213-375-5258. Leave a message. We love hearing yes. all your questions. Stop sending me questions on Instagram. I appreciate Stop. your answers. <laughs> yeah. I cannot answer them on there. You guys flood me many times a day. Call in, and we'll answer it. And then starting in November, we're going to have a live phone line. We are going to have a so live we'll phone line. we back. Yeah. So, all right, so it's 213-375-5258. And uh, when you call, say hi to me and Dr. Chris, not just me. Yeah, you know? hey. <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> um, all right, and, and make sure you hit up lovelinewitharamberrose.com and, and subscribe. So, Chris, Kapari, right? So we talk about Kapari a lot yes. because Kapari is absolutely amazing. It's 100% coconut oil. They have coconut balm, coconut crushed scrub, uh, the body glow, the coconut milk. And, you know, I do, um, um, I do, uh, you know, tell the girls that because, you know, a lot of girls are like, well, what, do you, what can you put down there to make it just smell very fresh right. and like... Coconut oil. Wait, this is why. This is why. And so this is what's important. If you're going to slather something on your entire body multiple times a day, make sure it's clean stuff. And this stuff has no sulfates, no silicones, no GMOs, and no parabens. So you can put it everywhere. Yes, even on your vagina. Even on your And your balls. And your butt sack. Yeah, and and then, you know, it's coconut oil, so it tastes good and it smells good and it's really, really good for your skin. This is why I'm glowing right now, Chris. (laughs) You always glow. Um, You know, and and I I really live by it. It's uh, kaparibeauty.com slash muva M-U-V-A and get 20% off your order. That's K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash muva for 20% off and you're not going to regret it. You're going to love it. All right. You want to get into some callers, you Mm -hmm. guys? All right, cool. So the first caller is Victoria. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. Uh, My name is Victoria. First of all, I love the show. Love the podcast. Amber, I'm fucking obsessed with you. I have the major girl crush on you. Like, uh, get it popping. Anyway, so my question is, is that Okay, I'm going to try to make this quick. I once had, I was once in a relationship for seven years with the biggest dick that I've ever had in my life. The sex was amazing. Um, it was the best sex that I've ever had in my life. The guy was all wrong for me. That's why it lasted seven years because I was like dickmatized basically. But he was completely like the worst person to ever be with. But it was the best sex that I've ever had. I just recently met the best man that I've ever no, like I've known him for a really, really long time, and then we just decided to date, and it just worked out perfectly. And he is the most, he's the best man ever. Like there's nothing bad about him. My child likes him. It's the whole package, the whole nine. He's the best pussy eater I've ever had. Um, he is good all around, except for he has the smallest dick I've ever been with in my life. So I don't know what to do with this. How do you... Is this something that could work, or do I just need to back out of it now? And the foreplay is really good. Everything else is really good. It's just that I'm not getting that I've been fucked feeling. I don't feel that I ever will have that. All right, Victoria. <laughs> I'm not answering that. I'm yeah, not answering that. I want Amber that. to sit quietly. Well, there's a couple things going on. Number one. Um, you have to decide what you want. Do you want a penis or do you want a partner? And if you want a partner, that means not body shaming and accepting them and all their positives and all their negatives. You know, stuff like this comes into my office as a sex therapist. And I tell people, this is when you get to grow up and have a mature sexuality, which means sex is bigger than just penetration and genitals. There's oral sex, there's toys, there's fingers. And so, yeah, you might have to expand what you consider to be sex I love and toys. find pleasure in other ways. Okay, I love talk toys. about that. You know, um, the thing about it is that we have this hang up and this idea that everything has to come in that body. And in truth, that's not 
that's not the case. You know, I think what would be good is for you to look at your options in toys and expand. Now, you can buy the dick you want, mm -hmm. and you can feel like you got fucked as much as you want. I mean, the, that is out there. There's a lot of really high-end toys. You can invest in something yes. great. I suggest that you know you go with your partner and you look for the dick that you want and make it really sexy. And you know, for me, the best uh, sex I've ever had was somebody with a micro penis. Yeah, see, so. that, that's the point is, and here's the thing, as our bodies change, and this is like a, you know, a wake up call and a heads up to men, but also important for women to know, every decade, a guy has another 10% of a chance having an issue with his erections, not being as hard as they want, not coming as often as they want, delayed ejaculation. So we have to get prepared to have things like this occur mm -hmm. yeah. with people we love, with people we're attracted to. And so it serves everyone to have a really creative, diverse sexuality. And I agree with Margaret, go get toys that yeah. your partner can use on you. Yeah, I've had great sex with guys that haven't had like extremely large penises. Really? Because this is the first time you brought this up. I have. Actually, my first love <laughs> back in Philly, okay. I won't say his name, okay. but he wasn't very big at all. Um, not at all. And, uh, I, and I was just so like in love with him, mm -hmm. you know, at the time. And the sex was just like, it's like the first time I actually made love and it was amazing, you know? And he wasn't huge, but I mean... You know, if she feels like this guy is like the guy, I feel like she should still go along with it. And like you guys said, you know, try to uh, figure out other ways to get pleased instead of just like penetration. But, um, you know, for me, I kind of personally need the whole package for me. You need a different kind of package. I need a little bit of this, a little bit yeah. of that, a little bit of that. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I personally couldn't date a guy that has a small penis and that's not me body shaming it's just a personal preference um because i'm gonna I, I don't think i would be fully satisfied mm. yeah 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 there you go victoria good luck. <laughs> i guess every time it's too big for me i get a urinary tract infection yeah 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 i mean i don't need a monster cock but like <laughs> i need something that's gonna i'm i want to walk funny the next day <laughs> you know okay next caller is alexa hi amber and chris my name is alexa um, I've been with my boyfriend for about 10 months, and about four months ago, his father passed away, um, who was a really well-known political figure, and uh, it's been really affecting our sex life, and we have not had sex in over four months, and I just feel like it's because, like, every time you see, like, a tweet or anything else that mentions his father or it's on the radio it's on npr um it's just like it all goes back over again and i have tried to initiate sex i've tried in like i mean okay I, I guess i'll speak on this first i think that you need to understand that him and his father are very obviously close um, and he's still mourning the death of his dad. You know, I think that this is where masturbation comes in and um, trying to be a little more understanding. About yeah, it would break my heart if you're prioritizing sex over this person's mental state. Mm -hmm. But if that's important to you, Alexa, then you might want to find a new partner. Yeah. If you're not able to sit there with him through his mourning process. But here's the thing. When when issues are going on in our relationships, that's when we get to show someone what commitment means to us and what kind of partner Yeah, compassion, yeah totally. compassion and helping you work sure. through the grief and knowing that it's not always about sex. It's right. about intimacy, yeah. which is more important here than anything. Right. And so if you have a small penis or someone doesn't want to have sex with you and is going through a loss, again, these are moments where you all have to learn how to have a larger definition and expanded view of what sexuality can be. Mm -hmm. And it's not always going to be with your partner in the way you want. Yeah. I would. I mean, four months. If my if my boyfriend's dad died, I I literally would. I would not. I wouldn't complain. No, I no, wouldn't. No. I, I mean, honestly, I would. I would not even think it's a big deal. I'd be like, he's still obviously very. He's mourning the he's death raw. of his father. Yeah, and it's hard. I would too. You could, I'm not. I'm not gonna want to have sex if God forbid my father dies mm. for a long time. I'm yeah. gonna be like. Margaret nailed it. There's other ways to be close and intimate. Yeah, yeah. happen to those. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Alexa. All right, our next caller is Laura. Hey, Amber and Dr. Chris. Um, I've got a question more pertaining to love. Um, so I have an ex-boyfriend who um, we're very sexually compatible, and after hearing y'all talk about 
the importance of sexual compatibility and almost how rare that is to have something so strong. Um, so we, we dated about a year ago and he's come back into my life and he wants to give it another try. We both have our, we both have our ups and downs and, and our faults. But I, I just want some advice on how you feel about giving ex-lovers a second chance. You know, I'm terrified because it didn't work the first time and I'm scared it's going to hurt like a bitch. But um, any advice you have, I'd really appreciate. That's all you, Chris. I don't know, man. Well, this is how I look at it. I don't think healthy relationships don't ever end. They just change configurations and boundaries. And so I love the idea of if people realize the romantic sexual isn't there for them anymore, that they then try to move into a friendship or an acquaintanceship. And I tell people, if you really want to be in a relationship, you stay open. You stay open to things circling back. You stay open to things happening with people you hadn't considered before. Mm-hmm. And so give it a chance. If, if you're not interested in anyone else and you're single and he's single or she's single, try it. See how it works this time. Take care of yourself. See what yeah. it goes. And we always change, you know, and if you had really strong feelings before, they, they, there's a reason why you're drawn to this and there's a reason why you want to do this. And the fear is actually fear of intimacy. You know, the fear of like getting hurt actually... Getting hurt is kind of important to grow. Like we need to grow. You will get hurt. That's how you know you cared, right? That's how you know you really attached and you were intimately bonded. Um, Chris tells me this all the time. I'm like, I'm dating this guy and I feel like he's going to hurt me. He's like, dating means you're going to get hurt. Yeah. You're just going to get hurt. And then you need to like figure it out and learn from it and Mm -hmm. suck it up and move on and date again. Yeah. So get in there and do it, Laura. Our next caller is Nicole. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. Okay, so this one comes to you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious, like, how to get my boyfriend and I on the same page when it comes to making love. Not having sex. Not making love. That, that deep, that slow, that, you know, okay, so we've been together for two years. and I Here's my thing. Here's my thing. We have to stop... <laughs> We have to stop prioritizing different ways or different speeds as being more legitimate, more love-based. I don't fuck slow. I move fast. I like it more serve aggressive. And that for me is me showing love to my partner at times. Mm -hmm. So please, Nicole, don't think that love is equated with slowness. I don't, I don't know what you mean when you say love, not sex. I mean, well, I think, well, I think that I think probably what she's saying is that he doesn't take his time with her. Different, um, then that's a different thing. You got to yeah. ask for a different way of sexuality. Well, 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 right. So, I mean, if it's just like boom, 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 and then he's done, and then she's just fucking laying there, like, that's I mean, the thing. What, you it, know, you have to use words that really speak to what you're looking for. Say you yeah. want full bodied, slower sexuality, that's meaningful. Yes. But if you say, I want to make love, this guy might be thrown off saying, that's what I am. Well, doing yeah, I love you, and I'm banging you. your brains out. I'm banging your brains out. Yeah. I'm feeling close and connected. Well, it's about connection. That's what it is. It's like we're connected, and then it doesn't matter the speed or intensity that we go at as long as we're, you're connected you're gonna know and that's making love you know it doesn't have to be slow it doesn't have to be candles there's does not have to be a massage mm-hmm. or anything <laughs> sure. you know it can Scented be oils. like up against the wall sure. hard turn Fuck. around get your hands that on the is floor sometimes when i feel <laughs> the closest so to somebody though right, right now is when I you're thrown that. up against the wall someone's drilling you from behind you're like i feel like we are connected merged. yeah yes, yes. yeah I think it's beautiful. You know, I need to make a phone call. It is my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday! I need that birthday sex tonight. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Nicole. All right, uh, this is Monet. Hi, Amber and Dr. Chris. I love the show. My name is Monet. I'm calling from um, Raleigh, North Carolina. I am 22, almost 23 years old. Um, And my question is: A few years ago, about three years ago, I had a semi-sexual experience, um, a friend of mine, who I am not physically attracted to in any way, um, I don't even know how to say it, and this is going to sound like I am absolutely crazy, but he did some type of work on me. He was he never touched me. I was laying down with my eyes closed, and he saved me, like, relax and release and relax and release and just talking very smoothly. It was almost like a meditation kind of thing. And it got to a point, and I don't even know how long I was there, but it got to a point where I literally almost had an orgasm without ever having he didn't lay a finger on me he did not lay a single finger on me i'm not attracted to this man at all 
And, and I, I almost had an orgasm. I literally was almost about to come. That is seduction. <laughs> I've done that to guys so many times. They literally, like, just whispering in their ear. Mm-hmm. Well, especially are they, are they stimulating themselves while you're doing this? No, literally just like can just like come just from like seduction. It's an art. It's a, it's an art form. Yeah, it's beautiful. It really is. It's an art form. It's 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 talking. It's whispering. It's the 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 right tone, the right words. Yeah. I mean, you the can, question is though, how do I get a guy to do that again? To me? You got to find a good one, honey. You got, first, know. you got to learn how to do it. And right. then show them. Yeah. You know, that's really the only way. And that I love this kind of lovemaking. That's Prince shit. That's fucking <laughs> shit. You For know, real. rest in peace. <laughs> We're going to do this again. But that's what Prince would do. Wow. You know, and that's what you want. I mean, the the best way to get somebody to do, do it again is to learn how to do it yourself. Yeah, and people, and Margaret's nailing it. Like, people... The worst sex partners are mind readers mm-hmm. that are assuming what you might want. The worst sex partners yeah. are ones that think they know what every girl or guy wants. So Everyone's annoying. different. Mm-hmm. And sadly, we all have to learn to be more confident mm-hmm. and open and tell people this mm-hmm. is how I want to be touched. Because I want yeah. to be touched differently depending on who my partners are. Right? I learned that Always in the different. strip club very young. Mm-hmm. How to seduce a man yeah. without actually really doing anything yeah yeah and he's just like here's my wallet here's my life yeah you, you need whatever you need girl yeah. so that's that's how you learn mm-hmm. um and it's eye contact it's mm-hmm. it's that's I'm, I'm glad that she experienced that it's that's inspiring. really fucking cool i it love is. it most of us aren't taught how to do that yeah you have to learn and i i learned how to do it back in the day with phone sex yeah you know, that's what i did mm-hmm. and that was really all about seduction yeah and getting that honing on what they wanted and either going hard or going real soft mm-hmm. you know and it's it's really intuitive but you just have to really listen to them and that's yeah. what it's all about mm-hmm. that's fucking sick yeah that's i so love cool. it all right, so um, so make sure you call us, you guys, at 213-375-5258. That's 213-375-5258. Make sure you subscribe as well, amberroseloveline.com. And uh, we'll be back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, so Amber, how much do you love wine? I, I'm actually a big wine drinker. Yeah? Yeah. Well, if you like good wine and you can't even spell sommelier, it's time to take the stress out of wine shopping, and that's where Wink comes in. Wink is in W-I-N-C, and it's a new way to get all the best wines perfectly matched to your palate. Oh, that's so cool. So they're giving a special offer to our listeners $20 off right now when you go to trywink.com backslash loveline. They're even going to cover all the shipping. And think about it. You get fine wine, but they're going to personalize it to your palate. So they're going to help you pick the perfect wine. That's so awesome. And the holiday season is coming so up. Holiday season's here. It's perfect for date night, for dinners. Um, so again, you get $20 off plus complimentary shipping right now when you go to trywink.com backslash loveline. And wink is W-I-N-C-K. And um, yeah, even what? What did I say, K? Yeah. As I'm fucking reading it, I say K. Go ahead, one more time. Um, so try Wink and get $20 off plus complimentary shipping right now. When you go to trywink.com backslash loveline and Wink is W-I-N-C. Mm, can't wait. Hey, uh, Chris and Margaret, do you want to do like more questions? Sure. sure. Okay, cool. So we have David. Hey, I was wondering if you, uh, uh, where, where do you make love? Do you make love in, in public places? Do you... Have you ever made love outside in the public when the public watching you and does it turn you on? And where's the most convenient, spontaneous place you ever made love outside in public? That question's for Margaret. (laughs) I got fucking paparazzi up my ass every day. How the fuck am I going to go outside? Margaret, where do you make love? uh, You want to do that um, in the backyard. You know, it's better to retain the fantasy of being outside. Just the air on your skin can kind of, you know, do that. Unfortunately, stuff like that is illegal, you know, <laughs> and you don't want to get arrested. I mean, that might be part of the fantasy too, but just be conscious of people, especially kids, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, 
it, it sort of infringes on other people's boundaries. Uh, yeah, you know? you'll have to register as a sex offender if yeah. you're caught. Oh, wow. Yes, that's but a sex offense. You can really retain the fantasy, but just doing it in your backyard. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of backyard sex. Um, you know, maybe take it around to the side of the house if you really have it. <laughs> wait, wait, out, out by the trash cans? Yeah, by the trash cans. <laughs> that either makes I mean, it hotter or less, but it, hey, yeah, well, I like it, it you know? better by the yeah. trash can. But, you know, I mean, you, you just be conscious of it. Be Do it on your property. Don't let people see. You know, that, that that's what I would prefer or advise for mm. you know, because you could retain the fantasy the thing about it is fantasy is alive and the more you work that muscle the better you are at it all right yeah yeah got That's my awesome. support all right next we have shelly hi amber and dr chris so this guy and i um we have this open relationship when i know he sleeps with other women and i should do the same but I, somehow i can't I know this situation is not good for me, but I can't leave. I feel like I need him, and I'm 24 years old, so I know I'm still young, but somehow I keep forgiving him when he cheats. I wouldn't say cheat, but when he sleeps with other women. So my question is, how do I let go when I'm not happy anymore, but I still feel like I love the other person? You, she, Shelly, you're literally just settling. I feel like she's just settling right yeah, now. Just because you love someone doesn't mean you're meant to be in a relationship with them. Right. And the fact is, it's not an open relationship because you don't feel the same. Like an open relationship is a grown ass relationship. Right. You know, you got to feel like totally in it. It's not open. Basically, what you're doing is you're letting him use you. And that's not right. And it hurts, but it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Open relationships are supposed to be a style that works in service of your relationship. And if it's not strengthening you, making you feel close to him, then it's not the right thing for you. It's literally like you're, you know, you're the only one in the relationship and he's just out like banging other girls. And yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, honey. That really sucks. But don't let him use you. You know, you are 24 years old. You're very, very young. You definitely do not need him at all um, uh, whatsoever. So just um, keep your head up and move on. Yeah. Find a guy that doesn't want an open relationship. Yeah. Just cut it off right now. Mm-hmm. All right. We have Gina. Hi, Amber and Chris. Um, before my question, I just want to thank you guys for bringing this amazing resource to us. Um, I love everything that you both stand for, and I have loved this podcast since the very first one. Um, it's I look forward to it every Friday afternoon when I'm in traffic. Um, it's what gets me through the horrible Boston traffic. Um, so my question, let me give you a little bit of background. So I've been with my man for about four years. Um, I'm totally obsessed with him. We have a great... Um, you know, healthy relationship, and um, I think that this is it for me. I think that I want to marry him, and he definitely feels the same way. We're pretty solid that this is a forever thing. So with that being said, um, over the past year or so, I have gone through a lot of, like, big life changes. You know, I graduated college. I got my first full-time, you know, big girl job. And so I've been extremely exhausted by the time I get home at night. And I think that, you know, my decreased sex drive is kind of related to how tired I have been recently. Um, It's pretty much been on a steady decline for the past year or so. And, you know, he isn't really happy with that because he would like to have sex with me two or three times a day if he could. And I know that you guys have kind of touched on this before, and I am flattered, and I appreciate the fact that he still is attracted to me after all this time. This is like the theme of the the show today. You have to expand your definition a little bit. I understand that you're tired. There's lots of ways to stay sexually connected. I tell couples, stay, keep each other eroticized, because this is not your friend. This is your romantic sexual partner. You can leave a note. You can send a text, shoot an email. There's, you know, you can masturbate next to him, have him masturbate in front of you. There's so many ways to be sexual, especially when we're tired and we're not in the mood. So if you're worried about not having enough sexual interest, find ways that maybe are less energy zapping. But yeah, find ways to stay close and connected. You know, sexuality is a really great resource. Even like via text, via text all day. That's sexy. Yeah. 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 Keep it hot. Mm -hmm, For sure. Get creative, Gina. You'll be fine. Mm 
<laughs> and make time to make love, you know? That's right. Make it special. Yeah. Morning sex. We all have energy in the morning. Morning sex is the best. I, I mean, I really, that. that's my favorite time to make Me love. Too. It's the time where we're kind of new I and feel like you're born. still, I, I feel like, and I don't know, Chris, this is like a doctor question, but are women tighter in the morning? <laughs> I think so, probably. I feel like, you're, just, I feel like you're just extra tight in the morning, too. You know, like it's, you slept and it was like, just like doing like very, your muscles it's very were working. Possible. Or the opposite if you're really, really relaxed. Oh, See, I like gosh. it like dick alarm clock. Just stick it in while I'm still sleeping. <laughs> That's my favorite kind. No, I'm serious. When you just wake up to it, you're yeah, like, oh. you just, that you wake up to the dick. It's so hot because it's like, what? Because it kind of incorporates into your dream. It's so, so Gina, hot. do that. Like, what? It's the hottest. Give I your boyfriend swear. permission like to too. use the dick alarm clock. Dick alarm. Dick just alarm. Have him set a vibrate alarm on his phone about 10 minutes before you get up. Have him get hard. Put it in your pussy while you're sleeping. Which, by the way, I don't know if we talked about this yet. There's a new alarm clock that is actually something you stick in your vagina mm. and it wakes you up by Hello. vibrating. Hello. <laughs> yes. Usually What's they have the number? Wood. What's the website? Yes, exactly. Where is it? <laughs> Take advantage of that morning wood that's and right. go for it. No, it's fucking Thanks, hot. Gina. I love it. All right, Monique is next. Hi, Amber and Dr. Donahue. This is Monique. First off, let me say I absolutely love the show. Amber, you are killing it in Dr. Donahue. Super sexy, love it. So here is my question. Me and my boyfriend have an amazing sex life. We pretty much do everything under the sun. Um, we recently have been um, doing this thing where every time he is about to come, he'll pull out, come on my face, and I have to clean his dick and his balls up which I'm fine, I love it, I don't mind doing that. Here is my question. He has recently informed me that he would like to fuck me in the ass, which we do all the time, but right before he's about to come, he wants to pull out and have me clean off his dick right after it's been pulled out of my ass. I know what you're thinking. Not say super unsanitary. I know, I get it, but again, I don't like that. Wait, so she she basically got us to the real core problem is that you feel pressured to do what your boyfriend wants to keep. Oh my god, that's yeah, the issue. I don't like I just that. Got, not I your was, dirty, not the dirty dick. Yeah, you don't need to do anything that you don't want to do for your boyfriend. You need to do what you want to do. If you're uncomfortable with that, you need to let him know, babe. I don't want to do that. Listen. The way it sounds is like you probably might not actually want anal either, um, and you're just kind of doing it to make him happy. I don't know if I'm right or wrong about that, but you know, it's 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 unfortunate because I, I hear this a lot when it comes mm -hmm. to women. It's like I need to do this to keep my man. If that's you, like your the man way. needs to keep yeah, you. If you don't want to well. do it, it's not sex. Right? Fucking, sex means we're both wanting to be there. It's hard. You're living. You're you're literally giving him consent. When you don't want to. Right. You're feeling forced to be like, oh, okay, good. I got to keep my man. So, yes, let me do this. No, don't and, fucking do it. I mean, if you enjoyed it, then you could find a sanitary way to do it in the bath. You know, like mm -hmm. I actually like anal and I get what he's doing and what she's doing. Like, I get it. But I would do that in the bathtub where it's cleaned off before you put it in your mouth. Right. What it sounds like, it's a real sort of a power play on his part mm -hmm. to get her to do anything. And, you know, it... You don't have to, you can do degrading acts. Like I love to be degraded. That's yeah. not the same. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's hot. Still me too. It's I, hot. Love to, I, love I like to like be on my knees and like beg for a oh, facial. Yes. I love it. Too. Yeah, that's hot. But that's not what's happening here. Right. This is you sort of doing things to placate him, which is not the best. And then I wonder, I always wonder what other areas in your relationship is this showing up non-sexually where you're doing things to placate him in order just to keep him. And so that's not a good sign. So yeah, make shut it that down. And I have to believe you guys can be a little more creative and find other things that you both want to do. Yeah. If you exclude this, there's a yeah. lot that we can do sexually to have fun. So there you go, Monique. And then also just, and don't be scared to tell him that. And exactly. it doesn't have to be in a mean way. You can just literally just have a very casual conversation and just be like, babe, you know what? This really isn't my thing, and yeah. I don't really like it. And that's okay. You don't have to do everything that he likes. Right. That makes you uncomfortable. So thanks, Monique. Really appreciate it. That was a great question. All right, so make sure you go to lovelinewithamberrose.com, and don't forget to subscribe, and please call us at 213-375-5258. That's 213 375 
888-565-5258. Leave a message. We love all your questions. Um, if you want to just leave us a really cool comment, if you love the podcast, we'll really appreciate it. Just tweet us at Loveline and use the hashtag Loveline as well. Um, yeah, Margaret, thank you so much for being here. You're, You're so awesome. Thank you. Inspired. I love you. I love this you so too, fun. babe. Thank you. And so go to Margaret Cho's website, margaretcho.com, and Twitter is Margaret Cho. IG is Margaret uh, underscore. underscore Cho. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. It was nice to meet you. You're so, so nice cool. to awesome. meet you. I'm so glad you're doing this. This is so fabulous. Thank and you. happy birthday, my love. Thank you, babe. Thank and I'll you. see you on Fashion Police. See you soon. All right. and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.